What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? You are on the sidelines with the Sideline Guys. And today, people, today, it's an honor to be joined by two OGs in the game. Two people that have predated me on this channel by many years. So it's an honor to be joined by my guys once again. First, we've got the pod father, Derek Myers. You already Good. know. Please let the people know where they can find you before we move on. Yes, at Derek underscore OTS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K, black way to spell it. Yes, sir. Showing sweet, always ready. And then, of yes, course, sir. it's great to have Jonathan back on. Jonathan, how's it going, man? That's good, brother. What we, Derek, we're hitting, what, well, for five years now? The OTS five years. podcast yeah. network? Just hit five years, yeah. <laughs> For yes, those don't sir. know, yes, I met sir. Derek on Twitter talking that shit about the Celtics. You know what I mean? But <laughs> hey, listen, I'm 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 honored to be back. You, you boys have been killing it, Chris. You're 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 phenomenal. Listen to all the podcasts you do, um, and I, and I appreciate you keeping it going as I'm moving into fatherhood and all these other sweet things we're doing in life, right? But let's get it, boys. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yes, let's sir. go. Before we move on, please let the people know where they can find your talking shit all over Twitter. And oh, else. man. I, it's, don't go there now. I'm just mad at the Buffalo Bills right now. So it's just, that's all I'm talking about. But, and I play Derek's Eagles soon. They're going to smoke us. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not excited. John <laughs> underscore OTS. If you want to argue, come argue. I'm ready for it. Yes, sir. We're always ready on this channel. God damn it. But with all yes, that sir. being said, before we move on, make sure you're following the brand at OTS Media Co. on all social media platforms and OTS Media on YouTube. So you can continue to get these amazing shows that we're going to keep cooking up for you guys. But with all that being said, all the pleasantries out the way, let's get right into it, boys. First of all, we are in the midst of an NBA season. Who would have thought we would have been here already? Um, yeah. About <laughs> a couple games into the season, but also... There's been seven total games played in the mid-season tournament. So, boys, I just want to start there. How are, how do you guys feel about this concept, first and foremost, and how have your watching experience of these games been? Man, listen, I got it. <laughs> Them courts that they have for these tournaments are crazy. You guys, I got I – I don't know if I'm getting old, but they're too bright or something. Like, I don't know yes, what they're doing. Yes, yes. <laughs> So visually, right away, it's an L. I'm gonna put it that way. Yeah. Um, honestly, I go back to you know I was I was, I was looking at um I think it was probably on Twitter or something. Bones Highland was getting interviewed. I don't know if you guys saw that uh, about the tournament, and he was like, "What are you talking about?" Like he didn't even really know what the 10 season tournament was, <laughs> nor understand what it is. So if, if he doesn't, I don't know yeah. shit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was, you know, obviously the, the Knicks, I'm a Knicks fan for those who don't know, uh, you know, I, I they did play in one game already to play against the Bucks. It was a great game, but I truly myself, I, I didn't see like that's just two great teams. Great is a relative term for the Knicks, right? But two Brunson's a great player. He dropped 45 that game. It was a great game, right? I don't think the stakes were raised higher because of this in-season tournament. I just think they wanted to dominate a team that just picked up Damian Lillard, right? that's the competitive edge there. I mean, that's, that's why would you not want to? Um, so I, I don't know if you guys see any different, but so far I don't see the stakes and it, it is very confusing for the casual fan or even for fans like us that watch all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think um, stakes wise, I think they could have done better to make it feel like it had more, um, more of that it factor. Like, um, I forgot who said it. 
um but one one player said that um they they wanted um the in-season tournament to have the stakes of an automatic uh seed into the playoffs and Tyrese Halliburton Halliburton thank you yeah I I like where he's going with that but I don't think that that makes sense because if if you get an automatic uh uh seed into the into the uh into the playoffs um how does that work with positions right like where do you where do you put them because like are they like eight and if they have a worse record than some of the the uh, the play, the teams below them how does that work in terms of ranking i would i would rather if it's going to have a playoff implication i would rather it have um the implication of you get home court advantage right like i think that makes more sense to me of of a team that wins this tournament to automatically get home court advantage no matter right. their seating i think that would make it to where where players are bought in more than just you know we we get into the playoffs right like, well we then it entices the them too right like it entices I, them, I really yeah. want to get to the playoffs because even if i'm an eight seed which how's yes. the playing how would the playing tournament work probably not anymore i guess let's say they're the eight yeah. seed and there's no more playing right yeah I, i'm not home field against or home court sorry against the, against the one seed i got a chance yeah. Ask, I mean, look back at the the Golden State Warriors against Dallas Mavs, 06, or was it 08, 07, 07. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, they they took that first game, got home field home court advantage, and end up end up going all the way. So yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it makes a difference. I, I would like to see that because I, that's also what I would like to see with the with the All Star game, something like that yeah. too, automatic home court advantage, like right. that, right? Something that actually makes sense because. Just just getting uh uh you know like five hundred thousand thing for the for the head coach or whatever like <laughs> I like I that this it. this conversation is even being prompted though right like none of this yeah. stuff was even uh in our wildest dreams a couple years ago and I yeah. I actually think yeah. it's pretty interesting right I think you could kind of scale it based on where you are so let's say you're already ranked as the third seed right. Um, maybe they change the playoff format, right? And you get a buy instead of the second seed, right? Because that's the tier of standings you're in. But right. if you're an eighth seed, well, no, let's say you're a ninth seed and you end up getting guaranteed a spot, then the seventh seed would be forced into the play-in tournament. Something like that, right? Where okay, there's yeah. tangible okay. stakes no matter where yeah, you yeah, are yeah. in the standings. Um, I think that'll be cool. But also, um, I I disagree with you, Jonathan. I feel like the games have been different from what I've been watching. I mean, the OKC um, Golden State game was like 143 to 132. Like, it was a super close game and, yeah. until the very end. And, and obviously, right. Steph Curry got the game winner there. So um, I think it is a case-by-case basis, though. But um, I'm, I'm going to definitely have a, a more tuned eye to those games rather than the other marquee games going on. Because the only thing I don't like is that despite us being in tournament season, there's regular season games. Like that doesn't make sense to me. In my opinion, if, let's push it back maybe a couple weeks and then let's actually just mm-hmm. play those tournament games straight. So it's actually a tournament and not right, just a right. secondary standing for us to keep track of. And it's interesting too, yeah. because the in-season tournament games are counting towards the 82 games of the regular season. I agree with you. Why don't we, which has been the conversation for Darren, how many, 20 years, probably. Drop the 82 games to 72. This has been a conversation. It should have never gone to 82. So if you want to do the in-season tournament to Chris's point, I think it would really raise the stakes as well 
drop that 10 games and then make it a straight tournament before Christmas or make that championship game be, or, you know, maybe the semifinals and finals Christmas special. Right. Yeah. So you, now yeah. you're talking, okay, ramp everybody up for five to seven games, regular season in season tournament straight through Christmas and then push for the playoffs. The stakes, yeah. I mean, home court, I, I, I probably lean towards home court. Um, the seating gets a little weird if you don't. Uh, I mean, it, my biggest thing is like, what if anybody can get, look at the Phoenix Suns in the bubble. They were oh. not eligible for the playoffs at all, right? They just were yeah. there to, to help them ramp up, right? 7-0, yeah. and oh, but we're also a lottery team after that season, right? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? You cannot give the lottery seed to a team that made the playoffs. That's just not fair. Right. Exactly. exactly. So you just, it's too much confusion involved, but I, I, I do agree that, you know, you raise the stakes by make giving something home court advantage, whatever the case yeah. is for sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's time for us to fix the all-star weekend. Right. I, I, I wasn't even planning to ask you this question either, but right. we get one wish each Jonathan, tell us how you're going to fix the all-star weekend next year. I, I think it's simple. Three V three tournament, make it straight hooping. No more, no more this five on five, 180 to 185 games. I want to see the skill of these players. Three v three. How many personally? How many times have we all been up to the court, played through three on three, and got in fights, right? Like so boys are gonna take it serious. I'm telling you right now, you make it straight, you just make yeah. it straight hooping. Nothing to do with the NBA. Who's got the skill to be who? We talk about this all the time. Who would win in you know, AI and Jokic against Embiid and and you know, uh, I don't know, whatever AI too, right? Or who do you want to say? Mellow, Mellow and Jokic. Mm-hmm. Make that show us what would happen. Like, give me the, right. the two V2s and who would win that one on one. Give me knockout. Give me, you know, it just make it more interesting. I, I look back at like uh, USA basketball. I don't know if you guys remember, like, I think it was 2012. Yeah, 2012, because PG was on the team. They were doing that knockout game that was, for some reason, it was like live on Instagram. I don't know if you guys saw that. And they were yeah. all playing. Everybody was playing against Booker was cooking. KD, KD was cooking. Bron, like, everybody was cooking each other, right? That was, that's Instagram. Like, you make that a marquee event of the weekend. You do that. You do three point shootout. Still great. I think it's even more great than the dunk contest these days, right? All together, looking good. Yeah, I. You know what? I think I would love to see something like that. Three v three. I think I would love to see in the format of one G League player, one WNBA player, and one NBA player. I would love that. I would love that. You. You will you you give the WNBA uh, uh, more of a platform, bigger platform. We're able yep. to preview some of the top players in the G League. You know, I think if you do it something like that, where you're where the top players of of the G League, top players of the WNBA, and top players of the NBA all have the opportunity to team up against each other, do a tournament that way. Three v three three v three tournament, and let it go that way. And let's right. see what happens. I would love to see something like that. I think adding competition back to the All Star game makes sense. But I, I am glad that they reverted back to the East versus West format. That the whole team LeBron team Giannis thing or whatever. It's just that, oh, that was just so tired, annoying, man. man. I, and, and the draft was annoying. It was it was really disgusting, honestly. Like I, unnecessarily I, dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I like I like I like the banter between like Charles Barkley and and you know Durant or whatever. But aside from that, I don't. There's no need to let's let's not do that. I think that uh, having the East versus West makes sense. Let's just see who's the best of each conference and go at it. I, outside of that, we don't need to see anything else. 
but yeah, three v three, come on. It's not a question, and you know it's it's crazy too because we always talk about there's certain players in the NBA that we all seen throughout the years. Like you go back to like the Jamal Crawfords who never were an All Star, but were right. probably and still are to this day. Obviously, at 42 years old, some of the best hoopers in the world, right? Yeah, we like. There's some NBA players that you, you say, oh, LeBron would probably win it or, or Jokic would probably win it. There's some some dudes that are like eighth man off the bench that can hoop in the 3v3. Yes. Straight yes. hoop. Bones Highland. I just yes. said his name earlier. Yes. He would hoop yeah. in a 3v3. And he'd probably win it. Like, like yeah. people forget about the level of which NBA players are. Like, oh, they're a bench player. They're this. Like, uh, J.J. Redick averaged 40, 10, and 10 in high school, bro. Like, yeah, he's a three-point yeah. shooter now, but he could cook you in a 3v3. Like, let's be oh, real. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it, it'll show the true level of, of, of that. And, Derek, you know, one thing, too, this I think it's a great opportunity to talk about um, the camera angles we talked about a long time. Remember we talked about that? I think we texted about that. The camera angles that the WNBA switched to. I don't know, Chris, I don't know if you've seen it yourself, but basically the WNBA started giving more POV camera angles of the players to show their skill sets more the dribbling the ball hand you know the athleticism as well to show all that and really like showcase how good these players are yeah 3v3 tournament is a great way to start showing what these players can do it's it's like it's you can test it all right it's just yeah nba is so smart sometimes but they're so dumb at the same time oh it's just like what are y'all doing yeah 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 include include them for a long time, my wish would have always been get us back to East versus West, but we got there. I was fumbling trying to think of what I could do here. Give me a, a competition that is completely unrelated to basketball. And I know everyone is going to be like, wait, why would we do something like that? <laughs> right? And change it every change it every motherfucking year, right? Make it something different. Yeah. Let's find out what else these guys can do, because uh, I'm sure we'll be able to see some wild shit there, too. Uh, these people are athletically gifted in many ways more than ball. But I love all the different uh, options you guys gave. Recently, there has been an interesting topic, though, Derek. We need to talk about this. LeBron's doing the damn thing again. Please tell tell the people the ridiculousness that's going on over there in LA. Yeah. So last night, um, we we're recording this on a Tuesday. So uh, Monday night, uh, the Miami Heat played the Lakers, and uh, they asked LeBron, I believe it was before the game, um, about his decision uh, to join Miami and all that stuff. And apparently, I mean, he I'm not I'm not going to read the whole quote, but he says that. Um, he said that that uh, as far as his career goes, uh, his career was going to be his career. He said, my career was going to be my career as far as individually because I know how much I put into the game and I know how much I, I strive to be as great as I can be. Um, but he said that he was going to, his career was going to be on this trajectory whether he came to Miami or not, which I have a problem with it. Like, I get it. I agree with it a little bit. I get where he's coming from. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, it's that's not true. Like, his career was not going to be what it is right now. It was not going to be that if he stayed in Cleveland. He admitted himself. He Those years that he, stayed, he was in Cleveland, the, 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 the first stint, he couldn't recruit anybody there. He couldn't recruit anyone. And this is LeBron James. Yeah, Yeah. this is LeBron James that could not recruit to Cleveland, right? So it's after going to Miami 
and 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 playing with D Wade and playing with Bosch and and you know playing under Spo and Pat Riley that he developed into being an actual leader because we didn't see LeBron the leader until he got down to Miami and learned from Dwayne Wade. You know what I'm saying? So right, I don't I don't right. think we would see the same thing. I'm not saying he wouldn't have been a a great player, but in terms of of being where he is, I don't think that would be the case. I don't. I don't he would have that. found a super team to to hop on. Trust me. I mean, he's already did it twice <laughs> since then, right? I, I think yeah. he's not wrong though. Like as far as who he is and what he's accomplished, you have to respect that. No matter where he would have been, uh, the stats still read the same, right? But at the same mm-hmm. token, um, I, hard for me to imagine a world where he doesn't go to Miami and ends up with four chips, maybe three, right? But uh, those two rings were were really big time, Jonathan. I'm, so I, I, I kind of see what he's saying. So I think he's almost saying screw the ring conversation when he's when he when he brought these comments up, right? He's saying I still break the scoring record. I'm still dominating at 40 years old. Like I think he was talking about his total career accolades aside from rings. I think LeBron's almost like gave up on the ring conversation. To be honest, he knows he's not going to get six, right? I mean, he yeah. maybe can get one this year, but y'all see them Celtics best five games. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I don't know if he's getting it. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Uh and, and the Warriors are cooking this year too, right? So I don't even know if he makes it there. Let's be honest. And, so and, and Denver, you can't forget about the Nuggets. I, I know, bro. But I, I just, you know, Curry, if Curry's able to catch the Nuggets this year, I, he's cooking them. I'm telling you right now. That's, oh, we yeah, can yeah, get that yeah, conversation right. later. But yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> either way, I, I just I, I no guarantees Brown's gonna get there. I think he's he's kind of said, All right, look, I, I've got these accolades. You know, I get to play with my son. I get to create another narrative, which not even saying this in a bad way. You know, LeBron is known for creating narratives in a bad way. But overall, it's a great narrative to have. I'm playing with my son in the NBA. We're going to maybe dominate the season together. I'm going to teach him to be me, right? Or maybe just be himself in, in his own way. Uh, you know, he's he's given up on that. He's going to call himself the GOAT for the accolades, but I think he's not stupid enough to say he's the GOAT on rings, right? It's obvious you're not, you know. Jordan <laughs> so it's just it's the reality uh but you know it, it's he's not wrong he would still be he's, dominant if he left I I think he would still be dominant I don't think he would be what he is though let me put so it like you, that like in, in terms of like I don't think he okay. had the rings for sure I agree Do with you, that I mean see I, the rings to me don't paint the full picture as we're I agree. Talking oh, about I this agree. whole goat conversation Mm-hmm. The rings don't paint the picture for me. They just don't. Um, sure. But I don't think he would be in that conversation without going down to Miami. You see what I'm saying? Like, like when people, like, people so... consider him the GOAT, right? right? I don't think that that would be... Put it like this. I don't think that there would be people... Because I have I have him... Like, Kobe is, is second. I, I'm not putting LeBron above Kobe, Right. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. And there, are, there, are, there. Are, I will give you reasons why. If you want me to go down that rabbit hole, I will give you reasons why. However, I don't think that you can even have that conversation if he stayed in Miami. I mean, he stayed in Cleveland. I don't think that. We, I think people would, would that, wouldn't hesitate just, saying Kobe is. I can't is say that though. Like I, so, I, but I think that's just speaking to the ring conversation. If you say that though, because no, well, LeBron. Well, so LeBron for me, his leadership is not very. He's not rah rah very vocal, right? He is vocal to his teammates. He doesn't put them on blast in front of people. He's not Jordan. He's not going to bark in front of you or punch you in the face, right? Like he's just. Mm-hmm, he, that's not mm-hmm. LeBron. But I think LeBron's IQ is such at a superior level 
that that leadership was just naturally always there with what he knows out of basketball. Think about all the places he has been. Yes, I think that he did teach him a lot. I don't think Spolstra taught him much. Let's be, I mean, Spolstra was still a new coach, right? I mm. think LeBron did learn a lot from D-Wade as far as how to get to the promised land. But I think all of LeBron's IQ as a whole is just LeBron's development within the league. And to Chris's point, I think that still happens if he doesn't go there, right? LeBron, LeBron is a very intuitive extremely high cube high IQ basketball player he can he is dominating right now because of this oh yeah he's yeah, still yeah. got he's still got the athleticism to it that's not don't get me wrong yeah, yeah. but it's all yeah. this this LeBron yeah. is is like death by a thousand cuts I like to call it right he mm-hmm. he just knows where to pick and choose how to cut you up and he's doing it right 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 that isn't because right. of Miami that's LeBron I think that's to Chris's point that no. that's him I agree with that. Right. I do agree with that. But I, I think I think there's a part of it that if those four years did not take place, look how different even Paul George's career would have been. Like, remember that Indiana Pacers team with with West and everybody, uh, Lance Stevenson and everybody? Don't disrespect Roy it, Hibbert. Roy, oh yeah, oh Roy Hibbert, right? <laughs> <laughs> Had it not been for for the Heatles. I'm pretty sure we would have seen Indiana at least win one title, right? Because, I mean, they were that good that they could have won. I think that the Bulls with Derrick Rose could have won too. I just – I think that that if he stayed in, in Cleveland and was not able to recruit anybody to Cleveland in the, what, first seven years that he was in Cleveland, how much better would his recruitment have been had he stayed those following years? That's all I'm saying. At the same time, though, was, was he – was he necessarily saying changed? That's all. Was it, was he necessarily saying that he would have stayed in Cleveland though? I think he's almost saying he would have just gone anywhere and done the same thing to what Chris said as well. He could have gone to any super team if you want to call it, just any team at all. What if you went to the Bulls with the Rose? That was the plan. You guys know that, right? <laughs> like it was supposed to be Bron, Mello, D Wade, Rose, and Noah. That was that was the plan. Mello, of course, Mello fucked it up because it's mellow <laughs> mellow messed it up he he rushed himself to the next that's the problem but yeah, yeah, yeah you know he was the only good graces i've had in the past 25 years i love him um <laughs> so, before brunson um but yeah you know it, it's it's I, I i'm with chris i i think lebron still finds a dominant path right he still he still reaches these accolades you know one thing I, one thing i might say derek and i don't even know if you even thought about this yourself Miami's health facilities, whatever you want to call it, they're the best in the league, hands down. So they probably oh, yeah, taught yeah, yeah. LeBron how to get to this shape, how to how to get keep it. this longevity. Well, and that, and so maybe that's, that's part of it. it. Maybe that's, that's part, part of it. it. That longevity is it's just right. there's something that's just it was something about Miami that was just different that you saw the switch. Something and, changed you know, them. Was, there was something changed. Yeah. Well, Le- I'm not LeBron... saying he still wouldn't have been a dominant player. Though I don't okay. want anybody to, to to get me wrong on that. I'm not no, no. saying he wouldn't have been a dominant player. I just don't know that we would have seen the same level of dominance in terms of Tories even like being he, being in the finals. What nine years straight? You no. know what I'm saying? Like like no. something like that does not happen. <laughs> that does not happen. Right. That's 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 what I'm saying. I don't like his his run into like either the East Conference Finals or the actual finals. That whole dom that that period of dominance, I don't know we would have had that long of a period. I think he would have still been a dominant player. I just don't know that we would have seen that because I think even the Celtics could have won another championship. 
That's you know, a great so I, shout. I think when you look at the long term, too, it's so weird because he is such an anomaly, right? You mentioned right, the, right. the GOAT talk right here. I'm going to force everyone to do a top three GOATs of NBA right now before we move on. But mm. I need to mention off the top Fuck. that I think what makes LeBron's <laughs> case so different, in my opinion, and obviously, uh, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, obviously, n- no disrespect. It's just we got to rank people here. And when I go give my GOAT list, obviously, number one at Jordan is is pretty solidified for me for what he was able to do, six and six, right? Uh, but a lot of people forget about the other shit, right? There's a lot of other years that weren't so uh, Jordan tearing up the goddamn league. Um, to see that longevity from LeBron, and this is as a LeBron hater, I got to preface this, to see the longevity of his career and what he's been able to do, it's almost 1A, 1B to me because the way they dominated the league is very different and he is still not done in, as far as what he's going to accomplish in the NBA. So you have to sort of have him at second. And then, of course, Kobe is who Kobe is and I will entertain any of these guys moving positions, right? Because that's the that's the world we live in. But um, as far as drive and competition, I think he is also solidified as well, right? So there's a weird... Uh, Argument between two and three, but I'm going to go Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe. Uh, Derek, I'm throwing right to you with the heat, baby. Who you got? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I know people are going to kill me for this, so I'm willing to have a conversation. Um, but off top right now, I'm going, Le- I'm going with Michael Jordan, going Kobe. And I think a very underrated. I'm not sure if I can really put him here yet. I'm still still trying to figure out what my, my third ranking would be. But just because his name is the first that comes to mind, Tim Duncan. I think Duncan gets a very um uh uh overlooked type of type of uh of, of analysis in his game. Okay. His level of dominance for his, the longevity for his dominance was very underrated as well i'm still not sure if i could put him at three but he's just the first name that comes to my mind um but i'm willing to put several other players above lebron at this point and, and i fuck? think yeah Le- I- duncan over Bron is crazy bro i don't care i'm look I, look i think duncan is very underrated and again i'm not sure that i can put him at three but his his name is the first that comes to my mind when I'm thinking about that level of dominance and and um, just poise in the game, so I, like I think I think what he was able to do in the West <laughs> for as long as what he did was crazy, you know, especially in the era that he played. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I gotta I gotta sit down and actually do my list. That's why I don't want to really want to do this. Top two, most definitely. Um, Michael Jordan, several Kobe. people over LeBron could have fucking bullshit. This, I, I'm sorry. I like when I when I look at when I look at what Tim Duncan did. I I think especially when you talk about postseason, I think for me postseason is is a lot too in terms of like your opponents. All right, so for me, you know, I got my top. I'm gonna give my top three as well. Yeah, you know, that's what you wanted, right? Chris, top three. Mm-hmm. So. Number one for me is TBD still. Okay. You got to give me one. You got to give me one. You can't do this. There's no number one is hold on. Number one and two is still an argument between Jordan and LeBron. Like 
Georgia right now is number one, obviously has the accolades. And again, to Chris's point, he did have those rough years. People forget about it because they just want to. It's, LeBron, it's Michael Jordan, right? But he had the rough years of getting swept very early in the playoffs. LeBron didn't get swept early in the playoffs ever, right? The nine straight finals. I don't even talk about championships. That's besides the point. The more LeBron continues to do at this age, and like he's reached almost every accolade he's going to reach now, right? Like he's done as far as like accomplishing anything. He's still dominating in the NBA, which is crazy. For every year, LeBron is still in the top 10 in the NBA. It's another plus towards being the greatest of all time. This this longevity there, like you talk about Tim Duncan's longevity, that's just him really just being there, right? LeBron is dominating as a top 10 player, sometimes even top five in certain games. Duncan didn't do that the last few years. He was strictly yeah. a role player, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. He was. I mean, that's just a fact. Yeah. Kawhi yeah. took over, no, right? I agree. Like that's that's I agree. what it was. Yeah. And yeah. LeBron is still the focal point now. What is this year they said, right? When he's on the court, the Lakers have the best offensive and now apparently defensive rating in the NBA. When he's off the court, they're 29th. That's unheard of. Yeah, that, yeah. No, it for is. For a 40-year-old? Yes. So everything he's – that's what I'm saying. The conversation's not done. I yeah. can't really give you the true one until he's done, right? I always said this about LeBron. He yeah. could end up getting five well, rings. See, you know what I mean? Like, it's, that, it's not – well, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, but that that's also part of my argument with LeBron. His career is not over. I can't right. rank him yet. I just, like – Yeah, I always this, this whole – that's why I if have he retired Duncan. right now, there's no way he's not top three, bro. Like I, I hate LeBron and I'm offended. I bro. there's no way okay. if he retired I want today, to wait. I no want way. to wait. I want to wait. I like for for I like to to do the rankings when a player is retired because I can't. I, there's there's if you're still adding to your resume, like I want so, to include all of that. For, I just for want good to. for good and for bad, I feel like this go conversation is a very narrative driven conversation. It is one thing I did say is if LeBron continue if LeBron leaves the league saying I could still bust all y'all asses, but I'm done. That's some goat mm-hmm. shit. That's some goat it shit, is. right? It is, and, and it is. that's one. Two, if this man could get ring five with his son, that's a narrative, bro. Like I took my 18 year old kid. Yeah, no. <laughs> Busted y'all ass with them and got me a chip. Yeah, I'm 41, no. right? And that's yes. a narrative. That that that's yes. so shit. That's see, so shit. That, Top three, easy, easy, easy. See easy. that? I would I would have no problem putting that three. I would have I wouldn't have no problem when he retires. I want him to retire before I say that. So un- almost like unrankable right now is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I'm okay with I that. I don't rank any active player. I, I disagree. I don't, with that, bro. I'm so, so sorry. I, I, I don't. There's no way. I mean, so so I think, but Chris, like to Derek's point, that it's true. You have to wait till they're done, right? I, but to your point, I think what, what Chris is really saying is act like he's retired today. Where are you putting him? I think that could put him in a three right now. Yeah, I would put him at three if, if he retired today. Right today. Yes. But yeah, if he yeah. if he hits those other couple narratives. Hey, we but need see, to have another show narrative... just arguing this because I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. There's no way it's not two. Like, there's no way to me. There's You cannot. And this is someone that I have grown. Oh, you for listen, me, LeBron's I'm an OKC fan, die hard, bro. I haven't left. I'm still here, bro. There's not a lot of people right, right, that's right, still right, right. here. 
I'm right, right. I've been heartbroken more than most, Respect. right? I, I just gotta say. Oh, hold on, hold on. I just gotta say, don't <laughs> don't come with it. No, no, hey, no, no, I, I grew no, no, no. I grew up in New York. Don't. I don't want to hear this York fucking city party of the goddamn okay? thunder. You guys have more draft picks than I have fucking fingers on my goddamn hands. I don't want to hear that shit. All right, hey. you got listen. You got we Saint, up right Saint now. Just hop on, come back. I got fucking uh, R.J. Barrett missing every other game and scoring five points when I need ten. All right, I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear. I'm just saying, I don't like LeBron, and there's no way, there's no way he's not two. Like he, he is. Like I said, for me, it's one A, one B, and then we can start talking about other people. In my opinion, and this is someone that I dislike. So, but we'll get there another (laughs) day. I'm sorry, Derek. I love calling you out, but we don't got time. We don't got time today. (laughs) It's perfectly fine. We we can we can do another episode fully around this conversation. I just wanted to make it clear. I want to make it clear to all to the audience. I am saying LeBron is unrankable for me right now. That's it. One, one person I will say That's that it. is, is in, if, let's just act like they're all unrankable, but let's say when they do retire, they do accomplish what I either expect them or they exceed what I expect them to accomplish, right? Steph Curry is making noise. I was, about to, I was about to say Steph, Steph Curry would probably be. Steph, Steph Curry, like, yeah, KD joined him, and I think that is a minus in the conversation, right? Because KD did join him and help him with a couple against LeBron. I don't think but, that. Curry did win one without him, two without him. I'm sorry, two two without him. Obviously, mm-hmm. two without him, two with. I, listen, Cur- Curry's got a nine. 73-9, and they lied. Let's not forget about that because they, <laughs> they lied at the end of that season. But uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I listen. I I don't I don't see a world where Curry is not top three if he continues the way he's going to. For sure, and that's another thing too. Yeah, when I when they both retire. Which is wild. Hey, this is no, look at hey, who we LeBron's old as shit. LeBron is closer to that, right? Like I think we we've got. But Curry's thirty five. That's not. I mean, he ain't young. All right, <laughs> forty one and thirty five. That's a true, big true difference. That, that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can move on because we will be on this all day. Clearly, the Too NBA low. has us hyped up, and really looking yes, forward to continuing uh, monitoring this midseason tournament and how it's going to play out. But now, boys, it's time. That we get into the NFL talk, and first and foremost, we're starting right here in New York. The New, Jer- the New Jersey Giants, the infamous, ah, are going through New a Jersey. terrible time right now. <laughs> it's it's a terrible time out here in Jersey. Yeah. Man, I just got to say, obviously, you never want to see a player get injured. Um, all the memes that follow this are about the Giants. This is not about you, Danny Dimes. I'm sorry. But... First and foremost, you hate to see someone go down with a season-ending injury, but at this point, you might as well pull the plug anyway, right? Even if he didn't get injured, yeah. because what what are we doing this year? We might as well try to try to figure things out long term. But right. obviously, we all hope that he continues his recovery and comes back strong. But I need to ask you guys right now, with the way that this season is is heading, Derek, what should the Giants do with their number one overall draft pick? Uh. You know what? I don't know because it doesn't matter who they draft this coming year. They're going to be right in the same position as, as they are right now. And I know I know a lot of people keep saying um, Brian Dable is on, is on the hot seat and everything like that. I don't even know if you can fully blame him. I get it, but I don't know if you can fully blame him. Like, you paid Daniel Jones <laughs> and did not fully invest in protecting – Daniel Jones. I don't I don't get how you do that. I don't get how you do that. It's that front office. If you're gonna invest 
Hey, let me interject because the the, the, the giant the Giants' entire front office is is Bills is from the Bills. Their GM is was right, the assistant right, right. GM of the Bills. I know them all, right? I think it was ownership. Joe Shane, so I'll tell you, I, I've been in, I watched every video that they've ever talked about the front office. Joe Shane is one of the most well-respected GMs in the league. He was given a lot of duty. He was he was single-handedly helped us draft Matt Milano, Tredavious White, bring in Jordan Poyer. He was all part of it. He's not, he brought Josh in, right? He was part of that process as well. Yeah. So that's yeah. not like Joe Shane does not know talent or know this. That right. owner is known to make stupid ass decisions. Yes, yes. Or way back, all right? Yes. So yes. let's not act like he's not going in there and making them make decisions for the for himself. <laughs> like, no, I and I agree with that. I it's, you know, like, to say it's right off included. a little bit of or, or, or all the same. Okay, that's what you're saying. I include yeah, I include that right. because when you're making that decision, right? And and, right. and you're not you're not actually investing in your O line fully, right? right? And then and then you don't pay Barkley what you what you should pay him. So like, does he does he leave at the end of the season? I know he's he keeps saying he wants to stay. I, I like it's just it's weird to me. He should either go to the Bills or go to Buffalo, and 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 those are the only two teams. I, <laughs> that I mean, I'm, not, I'm sorry, uh, Baltimore. I'm sorry, Baltimore, yeah. Baltimore, uh, Bills or or Baltimore because those are the only two teams that I can see. You know that makes sense for him in this this point in his career. I agree, but um, but I just I don't I don't see how. You can blame Dable on all this. I get it, but you, I don't get it at the same time. It, it, that 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 what they should do with the first pick is either you're going to invest in the offensive line, or you trade it to get more assets to help that offensive line. It's not a sexy right. move. Like n- that's that's one thing that I think people keep forgetting. You can't make the big splashes without making the 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 smaller moves that give you those those bigger moves you want to you want to go yeah you 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 want to go get the 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 popular player or the the superstar player or whatever you want those type of players but if you can't protect them why would they want to come listen football is is built in the trenches the eagles made it to the super bowl because of the d line and the o line the the chiefs year to year now with with the the highest played player in the NBA, or the NBA, the NFL, and yes. all these superstar players, even with Tyreek was still there, and they were paying him O line, O line, O line, D line, yes. D line, D line, because that's yes. where you win. The Giants just said, "Hey, we think we believe in this guy, Dimes, right? But maybe he's going to be the guy. He's athletic. He can maybe get better as a developed passer. Dayball showed he can show he can bring a guy with talent, Josh Allen, right? That that maybe had some issues." into a star maybe he can do the same with danny but no investment in the line whatsoever that's why josh had his yeah. struggles at the beginning too. and their picks didn't hit right evan neal's a goddamn turnstile we should call him mta baby because good so, Lord. But, but at the same <laughs> right time listen I'll, I'll say this that when you when it comes to draft picks and there's there's been studies on this as well i, I follow there's a, a group of organization called cover one that reviews the bills film every week they do recruiting film work right overall the point of it is when a player like Evan Neal or, or in general is not developed, it isn't necessarily, oh, I picked the wrong guy. Is it maybe I picked the wrong guy for here? Or did this de- development staff not really bring him to where he should be? You know, what what is he missing that didn't let him be great, right? Because you see often in, in, in sports as a whole, a player is very bad in A place, 
but they go to B place and they're very successful, right? So yeah, it's yeah. it's a combination of scheme and development, and it's top to bottom failure for Evan Neal. I don't think it's just yeah. Evan's fault. Yeah, but I think that honestly, <laughs> I don't think you get rid of Brian Dable. I like no. I don't. I, I wish because he's coming back to us. <laughs> That's the case. Look, <laughs> how about this? Like I understand last season was was what it was, but it was what it was. Like, I don't think it was an aberration. I think that that was a season that you can actually build on. I just think that from last season to this season, they missed. They missed on what they were supposed to do, which was protect Daniel Jones. Because honestly, Jones is actually a good quarterback. He's someone that he's a serviceable quarterback. Serviceable. He's not. He's serviceable. I, I, serviceable. I'll give you that. Yeah. He's someone that you can, you can, you can build with. I'll put it like that. He's not like one of these elite quarterbacks. But he is someone that you can build. I with. think. I, th- I think if you put him in Shanahan's offense, he they probably make Super Bowl. I, why he, not? He's, he's serviceable enough to do that. Hundred percent. Yes. 100%. Yeah. You put the right players around him, he can do what he needs to do. Yeah. I don't think that he's what? a. I don't think he's he's a trash player. So so, so one like, thing I'll say too one doesn't make sense when it came to the Bills. So like, and not everybody knows about the Bills trajectory because I'm a sad fan that dealt with them for 20 years of a drought. But <laughs> the 2017 was McDermott's first year, right? Obviously, Bill's coach McDermott. And that was their year of, we're, we're going to sell, just like the Giants did, right? They they sold everyone. Took all the dead cap, didn't care. We got rid of Sammy Watkins, Marcel Darius, like all these different players, right? And we're like, we're not going to make fellas, no chance. We sneak in the playoffs, thanks to Tyler Boyd. Appreciate you, homie. Uh, <laughs> he got us into the playoffs. And then ne- the next year is, okay, we're going to draft Josh, right? That was our down year. The problem with the Giants, they're kind of right now in the same trajectory. Giants made the playoffs where they weren't supposed to. They just made the dumb mistake of paying a quarterback that they should probably, probably should not have paid the, right. the amount they did, right? Right, right. This, this was supposed to be the down year in the same trajectory. Next year, you either find your guy or hope that Danny developed into the guy who's looking like it's going to be the other or the former. Um, the Giants did things a little differently, but I see them on a very similar trajectory as the Bills. It's that playoffs, yeah. maybe miss it, and then develop everything from the inside out. They Their defense is phenomenal. I, it they, is. They locked us the fuck up. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. That's a good defense. <laughs> we, we won by – and granted, that stay ball had a hand in that as well. Yes, he's he's yeah. known to be an offensive coordinator, uh, but as you guys probably know, coaches in the NFL can coach both, right? Like mm-hmm. as an offensive quarter, you need to know what defense you need to do to stop it, right? <laughs> so right, right. naturally, you know it. And Dave all just knew us by the book. Like, damn near had the playbook in his hand, for all I knew. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's the point. It's you know, it's it's a very long process, but I think they can get there. I think it does. So to answer your question in full, Chris, this is this is what y'all need to do right here. Right there, <laughs> right there. Go get Caleb fucking Williams, and watch that team turn around next year. Don't even you don't even have to go to wait. He's gonna go in there and dominate right away. Or Drake May. I think Drake May is a great prospect too. I love go put the offensive line. <laughs> That's my answer, right? My answer is um, never, never put yourself in the situation you're in. We're already there, so yeah. yeah. Um, yeah good luck yeah. fixing that, in my opinion, but. Uh, you're almost if if they do what you said, Derek, and they continue to build around Danny Dimes, and it doesn't work out, and these guys join the league and take it by storm. Man, uh, the memes, 
th- trust me, this this franchise is already a meme franchise, right? Eli, even their oh, greatest highlight um, is a series of memes, right? Shout out to Eli Manning. Yeah. Um, but all things considered, there's this this train is already off the fucking track, right? You'll be stupid at this point to draft another quarterback, even though it is the right thing you should do, in my opinion. Um, this is another of one of my favorite archetypes in the NFL, Kirk Cousins cousin. We got another cousin cousin in the in the house. <laughs> Clearly, he is one of those brothers. Um, I, I think you go quarterback if you're rational, but because of where you're at, you can't. So, yeah, yeah. the best thing is what you mentioned, Derek, but um, – Man, imagine they they find a way to get uh, Marvis Harris, Marvin Harrison, and another quarterback, and just say fuck it, right? Like, get five tight ends like the Falcons, and, and let's sling this yeah. damn thing, baby. Uh, I won't be surprised <laughs> if we end up in a world like that. But um, yeah, this team is unfixable at this point. Uh, there's yeah. there's nothing even s- simple instruction Listen, would do for the, that, the the years of lore. The contract they gave Danny for me was was poorly constructed as well. Right. So mm-hmm. I think Daniel was at a point where you can't say he's the franchise guy. Yes, he he did well. He didn't do well enough to tell like I want to give him 250 million, right? <laughs> I think they should have did like a two-year bridge deal, 30 to 35 to 40 million, depending on incentives per year. And I can get out after this year. They didn't do that. They're stuck. They're, next year, he will be on that team next year. Right. Which is why uh, I don't think they can they can move on from him. You just well, have to continue I mean, they, to work with him. You'd be surprised what some teams are willing to do. <laughs> I mean, if if you're willing, yeah. if you can get yeah. Caleb Williams, I mean, you go get Caleb Williams, right? I just, yeah, for I sure. just, for sure. I don't think they're gonna be bad bad enough. Like the Panthers, the Panthers. Look at the Panthers. They just took Bryce Young. I think they might go ahead and take Caleb instead. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you? I don't think he's that bad. They're uh, making Adam Thielen look like a goddamn superstar at this stage of his career really <laughs> speaks to that level of offensive support our guys dealing with. Um, I actually like uh, Bryce Young. We'll keep like an eye too. on that. We'll keep an eye on that. Where's right, Miles Sanders? Oh yeah, man, you were a hundred percent right about that, man. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie, that that take aged very well. Hubbard Hubbard, Hubbard is number one now. So <laughs> crazy. It's, it's a cold world we live in. It's a cold world. Cold world. But with all that being said, since there's no way we're fixing New York, it's time to get on to these games, goddammit. Thursday night. Sure. Wait, first of all, we got to recap because that's what we do here on the sideline. Guys, week nine was a very interesting week after you had clawed back into standings in week eight and cut it to four points last week. You went 12 and two. But God damn it, I almost went perfect. I went 13 and 1. So both you and I are sitting at 93 and 43. 50 wow. games over. You love to see it. Wow. And you are at 88 and 48. If you ask me, we're fucking tearing it up. And we only yes, intend sir. to continue doing that. Yes, sir. But with all that being said, first game Panthers versus the Bears on Thursday night. Derek, why do we have to watch this? Are y'all? I ain't watching. <laughs> I am. I'll throw it on. <laughs> I'm gonna I, be sleep. <laughs> I, I might be playing 2K. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure there's gonna be an NBA game on. I might be watching that. I'm not even sure. I th- I think the Bears are gonna win this. But who cares? <laughs> this is this is one of those games that just it's just it is what it is. I, I don't, on a quick side note for NBA. Tomorrow will be one of the funniest NBA games you guys will ever watch. Hornets versus Wizards. I don't know what the hell Jordan Poole is going to try to do, but I'm so excited to try to watch it. And LaMelo is going to try to copy him. 
Just saying, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. That's gonna be hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But not fully down for Chicago, bro. I, I like it's it. just the Tyson Dajun led Chicago Bears. Jonathan, who you got? Bears Panthers. Ooh, I'm, I'm voting this. Uh, uh, yeah. I, you know what? You, you convinced me on Bryce Young. Let's let's give the Panthers that one. Hey, I like. Okay, that's all the rationale I need too. I'm also going with the Panthers here. Make it interesting off the top, a little head to head right off the start. Next up, we got a 9:30 game. Do we know if this is international? I'm a terrible host because I have no clue. It is. It is. is is. Okay. Yes. Insert (laughs) insert international country here. At 9:30, we've got the Colts (laughs) versus the Patriots. Another game that uh, is in sad affairs, considering where we started the season ten weeks ago now. Um, I'll take the lead on this one. Um, I'm liking the Colts. Obviously, they are the at this point the lone survivor of these two, right? We've got all uh, taken our fair share of bullet wounds at this point of the season, but uh, the Patriots have a much more gaping hole uh, that they have to deal with as far as the the injuries and the things they're dealing with on that end. Um, easy to pick the Colts here. Gardner Minshew keeps slinging that goddamn thing. Who you got, Derek? Pause. No um, hey, you said I, some crazy shit earlier, <laughs> and I let it slide. All right, but all right. Oh, did I? My yeah, bad. <laughs> what did you say? I've been wild lately. Yeah, <laughs> I've been wild lately. My bad. Um, no, I think um, I'm going the Colts as well. I, I I think that they're winning this for sure. But I will say, I keep hearing about people. There's some rumor going around that that if if the Patriots don't win, Belichick will be fired after this game. Which to me makes no sense. He's never gonna be fired. <laughs> yeah. And if if that were to ever happen, yes. that's in the off season. <laughs> I, I can't see that happening, but I don't see them winning uh-huh. either. So <laughs> I yeah, I'm going to Colton. Let's see if, if Belichick gets fired. Let's see if that happens. I doubt it, but <laughs> I'm done with the Colts. <laughs> For 17 years, those motherfuckers fuck with me, all right? Those goddamn Patriots. I'm a Bills fan. I suffered, and they're going to suffer now. They're going to lose. They're going to lose Belichick, and I'm going to laugh in their goddamn faces because they're stuck with Mac Jones. Bye! <laughs> Colts. Fuck the Patriots. I love it. I love it. Yes, fuck the Patriots in the mud once again. <laughs> I sent, funny enough, I sent a clip just now of, of uh, the the... Patriots low light reel from the season so far to one of my cousins. And and immediately what I wrote underneath, I used to pray for times like this to grind like this. And it feels so motherfucking good. Next so up, good. Browns at my Ravens. Jonathan, you better be ready because I'm throwing right back to you, brother. Who you got? Uh, Lamar is, wait, is uh, Watson playing? Do we know? Yes. He should be playing, right? Because he's kind of weird. Lamar. Ravens. Ravens are going to have, listen, I will say so. Like Lamar is doing, I, I, they're not running him as much as they used to the past they're few not. years. They want to keep him healthy. Yeah. They're probably saving it for the playoffs. And all I'm gonna say is, including the Eagles, y'all motherfuckers better be scared. The league needs to be scared of Lamar going into this goddamn playoffs because if they let him, if they let him loose, he's already balling anyway, right? So if they let him loose in the mm-hmm. playoffs, who is going to stop him? The only team that's shown the ability to stop him is us. And we're missing four all pros on defense, on defense, right? So it ain't us. Hey, we ain't stopping him. He's about to unleash, and he's going to do it tomorrow, uh, this Sunday. So I, th- I take the Ravens. Derek, what you got? Yeah, uh, I got the Ravens as well. Um, Chris, I think 
prediction we made earlier this season is starting to shape up very well. I think it is going to, we are looking at the AFC representative in the Super Bowl. Uh, and I think it's going to be against the Eagles for sure. So I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, but yeah, the Ravens, I'm, I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing. Uh, so I'm, I'm going with them. They're hot. They're hot. They are red hot. So, yep. Yes, sir. Browns ain't haven't been that bad themselves either lately, but no. I'm biased. I'm biased like a motherfucker. This is what I've been saying all year, right? People were talking shit those first couple of weeks. Hey, there was some turnovers. Hey, there was this. We gotta we gotta adjust, right? We gotta adapt. We gotta figure out what it's like to run the offense this way. Man, I couldn't be happier. There's so many different variations, right? There's so many different ways that we could uh play out a game which, in my opinion, makes us one of the best and hardest teams to match up against. And what, what our guys are doing on defense, too, uh, the most underrated part of it all, which makes it super exciting when the offense is the, the forefront of a historically good defense. So super pumped for my Ravens, as always. There's no way I'm not picking them here. Next up, Packers versus the Steelers. Derek, who you got in this mid-off right here? Uh, they're playing where? In the Steel Curtain in Pittsburgh. All right, I, I think the Steelers are starting to to get something going. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going. I'm going with the Steelers. I think they can actually pull this one off. I like it, Jonathan. Who you got? Yeah. Uh, fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett. He's just been balling the fourth man. It's making it happen. So I think the Steelers are always going to keep it close the rest of the yeah. season, and I think you know they're going to make find a way to win it. T.J. Watt is also, I mean, I'm sure you guys have known in past years and even now, his level of play is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I, he's unstoppable. I mean, he's just he's yeah. a difference maker. Nobody can stop him. So, you know, I, I got Steelers. Hey, I'm going with the Steelers, too. Shout out to one of my uh, cousins in my dynasty league. His his name uh, for Kenny Pickett, his nickname is Big Dick's Little Pinkies, baby. No balls. <laughs> We're going all in, baby. No and and honestly, people to- people were talking a lot of shit about how the no Steelers should be balls. looking at getting another quarterback. Um, I just think we need to fix those other things, like you were mentioning. Their line isn't solidified yeah. either. And, hey, yeah. the fact that uh, their big uh, high draft pick running back isn't playing out too well at this stage of the uh, his career is interesting to watch too i think if these yeah. this team had a semi-regular offense uh they're, they're a lock at playoffs and I, I picked them to make the playoffs this year we might not have to talk about that but uh the, with the way they come on later on in the season i'm sure they're gonna keep getting better that <laughs> one deserved a pause we'll move on next up <laughs> god damn we got the 49ers going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville i'll take a i'll take the reins here um nobody on this show is a bigger 49ers apologist than yours truly um i know that obviously things have not been looking right lately right things have not been looking good um but I don't know necessarily what I'm dealing with with these Jaguars either. And I just like that at this stage of the of the season, they are showing up and have shown, hey, yeah, we might have had a rocky patch early, uh, but we're coming into our own. And the fact that they're finding themselves in this matchup at this point of the season makes it super dangerous on a slide to face a team like this. Um, I'm still going to fucking do it. I'm going to hang myself. I'm going for the Niners here. I think defensively what they're going to be able to do to disrupt their offense is going to be the biggest difference maker and what makes it happen. But Hey, the straw that stirs the drink 
Brock, we gotta figure this out, man. Yeah, I, I, I've been, I've been single-handedly right making making you out to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, don't don't prove me wrong. Don't prove me wrong. I'm going with the Niners, uh, but very close game. Won't be surprised if the Jags make some noise. Derek, who you got? Um, I'm going to go with the Niners as well, but I'm I wouldn't be shocked if if they lose this one either. Uh, I think. I think one of the biggest things again we've talked about this before but doug peterson his schemes I, I just there's something there's a next level thing that he that he does that i've always appreciated so um i think it's very possible they can win this game they're at home as well but you know i'm pretty sure that that defensive line is going to be for the niners is going to be very uh motivated coming in with with chase young so i'm i'm going to go ahead and err on a caution on a side of caution and and go with the, the niners on this one but yeah, I'm pretty sure that the, the Jazz could actually pull this off, too. I didn't expect that at all. I thought I was going to be the lonely man on this island. Jonathan, are we crazy? Uh, I guess I'm, I I think you are. I, so the Niners pushed really hard to get somebody. I don't know why they thought they needed Chase Young, right? I think they had more than enough depth on the, the D-line to make up for it. All four guys are versatile, can play every position on the D-line. There was no reason to bring in Chase, right? They did. They needed secondary help, right? Yeah. And and who's on the side of the Jaguars is going to cook the shit out of all of them. Now, really, Trevor Lawrence is going to have a day, and the Jaguars are going to win. I'm pretty sure. Look it, look it. I like it. I I just think it's your affinity for men named Josh Allen. Somehow his name didn't even get mentioned, and you're still <laughs> hey, going with the Jaguars. Defense is legit it. too, man. Listen, their defense oh, is very is. good too. It is. So, yeah, yeah. Peter's yep. a coach. For sure. Coaching matters in the NFL, goddammit, and uh, that continues to show every goddamn week. Yes, uh, next up, Saints versus the Vikings. Derek, I'm throwing to you early. Who you got? Uh, are they in Minnesota? Yes, sir. It's a weird game. I'm be honest. It's a very weird game. You know, I, I think one of the best stories is, is, is Josh Dobbs. And what he's been able to do this season in general. Um, uh, I want to, I want to take them. I want to take them. You know what? Give it to me. I'm going to the Vikings, bro. I'm going to wow. go with the Vikings. I think, I think Dobbs proved a lot last week on a short notice type thing. Not even knowing his teammates. And, and Showing the cadence really on the sideline, baby. Just going yeah. over the cadence right before <laughs> yeah. he got in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me the Vikings. I think that um, he may have – I think he may have made the conversation interesting next season. Like, I'm pretty sure Cousins is going to be back, right? But He might not be back right away, though. Not right away. But no? if – and see, that's the thing. If he's not back right away – and Dobbs gets off to a hot start next season. What are your conversations then? Yeah, you know That's what I'm saying. So, right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Vikings, man. I feel good about Dobbs. I could be very wrong about this one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Vikings on this. Jonathan, who you got? Oh, uh, listen, I, I'm I'm with you. I like the I feel the magic with Josh Dobbs for sure. One hot take I did have, real quick though. So 
the Bears seem to be, at least in my opinion, they seem to be pretty committed to these number two, number three overall pick, right? What if the Vikings trade Justin Jefferson to the Bears and then they go and get Caleb or Drake May? So this is a, I mean, I'm just saying, if they want to go get a franchise quarterback, they give the Bears have the second overall pick already, or likely to, right? They're also going to have the third. That means the two quarterbacks taken, they'll have Justin Jefferson, Justin Fields, Marvin Harrison as well. I don't know. We'll see. But just saying, just saying. (laughs) If it wasn't interdivision, I'd see it more so. But it's you know more more than likely not happening. I like the Josh Top story. I think Derek Carr is improving throughout the season. Taysom Hill is actually balling the past few weeks too. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it's just there's something going on with the Vikings. Jefferson might be back. You know, so give me Vikings. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna be the lone man on the island this time. Don't forget, this is this is a great Saints defense, right? Their offense sputters and, and spits all over themselves, but um, I think this is a huge test for Josh Dobbs. And honestly, the Alexander Madison, the most presidential RB in the league, has has let me down this year so far. <laughs> um, the fact that Cam Akers gets traded over and is having an immediate impact. Um, and, and isn't particularly successful himself, right? But taking away touches from you, uh, these are all problems. And um, I'll be surprised, to be honest, if the Vikings finish the year with a uh, winning record. And I don't think that's the case for the Saints. So give me the Saints. Didn't Akers... On the road. I'm sorry. Uh, didn't Akers tear his, his Achilles? Ooh, damn. I did not hear that. But damn. I was talking my shit. They're going to have to lean on the presidential RB then for sure. And uh, this so far, that hasn't been the best deal, but we'll move on. Next up Texans versus the Bengals, the hot Texans coming off of one of the most fun games of the year. That was a a damn ride. Can we, can we just talk about that here real quick? Um, How are you guys feeling about the shroud experience? He's him. (laughs) <laughs> like confirmed i i will listen i i will say some nfl we were just talking about this right with the giants and, and the bills and all this some nfl gms and coaches are so smart but they're also so smart for their own good it was clear as day stroud was the guy why did david tepper feel the need to jump in and say i want bryce young instead stroud, stroud i don't know if you guys saw the video they were uh basically all the panthers crew coaching everybody was there josh mccown frank reich mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. all there uh with shroud at his pro day and they were talking and josh mccown's like oh I'll bust your ass in basketball to shroud and shroud's like all right well we'll see he goes well when, when you get out here and buy your house we'll, we'll make sure it has a court basically telling the man we're going to take you at number one right david temper stepped in the week before the draft to say get bryce young instead you think they're regretting it yeah, Bryce Young got the upper hand last week. I get it. He won, sure. Or mm-hmm. the week before. I'm sorry, the week before. Um, it, but Stroud, 450, five touchdowns, one of the greatest games ever, honestly. <laughs> but for a rookie, definitely. And uh, Panthers going to bite. They're, they're going to regret it. Big time. Big time. What's been so surprising for me is just how consistent he is. He's making his mm-hmm. <laughs> his receivers look like veterans, and he Dude, is a rookie. So it's been a, a his treat presence. To watch, his presence is crazy, bro. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I we talked about it at the beginning of the season too. Like I, I think I think Stroud 
I think the Texans in general are going to be one of those uh, uh, good heartfelt stories anyway of the season. Yep. That's what that's what I thought that oh, yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't really necessarily care about the record. I didn't think they were going to do anything, you know, going deep into the playoffs anyway, but this is a great stepping stone, stepping stone for them to prepare for actually building a team. And I think they're doing a great job so far. Um, the, the league should be worried if they if they figure out the rest of that roster. Yeah, stri- it, it, oh, God forbid they find a way to bring Marvin Harrison to him too. Oh my goodness, <laughs> just be 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 afraid. Stroud's gonna ball. Be afraid. Yeah, I, I'm so, I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I, I I think uh, who who they t- who are they playing this week? The Bengals. The Bengals. Oh, are they in Cincinnati? Yep. I'm taking Stroud. Yeah, the Bengals are one. I, I'm, no I'm, way. Really? I'm, I'm going the Bengals. I'm going Bengals, bro. I, I, like, just because, just because of of where they're starting to hit the, at this point of the year. That I think again, the Bengals always start off on, on a very rocky start for the last always. three years. So they, weird. They're just they're just rocky, but it's like around this point in time where they start ramping things up. I just. I actually think this is going to be a, a really good game. This might be one of those uh, game of the week type games. Um, but Would you have thought going mad. into this season that this game could be like a 45 to 40 game? No. Like no, not at all. right <laughs> now, I, I, this might be the marquee game of the week. <laughs> like, it might be. Yeah. We can't flash over the fact that you already announced your pick for the Texans. So please make the case, Jonathan. Yes, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with the Texans. Like I said, Stroud is showing that presence. The defense for the Texans, look, D'Amico Ryans can coach his ass off, right? So we, we know he can coach the defense out. Um, obviously, the Bengals are going to have their moments, right? They're they're dominant as well. Um, but you know what's a low-key great piece of the Texans is that offensive line. I don't know how they pieced. I mean, they have Laramie Tunzo. We know that. But other than that, I'm like, I don't know who you guys are, but you're doing good. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. they listen. I I don't think the Bengals' defense is what it used to be. Don't I don't want to even talk about how the Bills couldn't score on them, but they should have. I'll put it that way. All the film shows that they should have scored forty. All right, um, they're they're not what they used to be. I think Stroud's going to find those spots and he's going to cook, cook. So it'll be it'll be a high scoring game, but I think Stroud pulls out. Making me want to actually switch my pick now. Please do, please do, because I'm so <laughs> confident in the Bengals. Listen, I, look, I don't want to get too please. deep into film stuff. I would love to do that in a separate podcast, like, right? But oh, there were instances, and this is like almost a dig at Josh, right? Josh Allen. There were instances, Dalton Kincaid had 10 catches, I think. Yeah, 10 catches this past Sunday. There were instances, he could have had 18, 18 to 20, wide open, schemed perfectly. Bengals just shit defense, and Josh didn't see it. So, if Stroud sees it, <laughs> whew, it's going to be bad for the Bengals. Please, uh, let me know. Are, are we switching, Derek, before I, I, I finish off here? Pause. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what did you Man, say? you know what? Um, let, let me do it. Let me do it. Oh my God, bro. You're making it worse. Okay. I'm going to go to the bad influence. Such a bad influence. Yeah, let me do it. There we go. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I'm definitely very confident in the Bengals at this stage. They have already hit. Um, in my opinion, peak Joey Burrow, Joey Buckets, right? Get the fucking cigars out. It's, it's that time of the oh, year. Man. And and honestly, I hate to see it, right? This is a team that for so long wasn't even an afterthought in my mind as a Ravens fan. And now 
uh, fucking worrying me every week. Uh, so I'm pretty confident in this pick. Uh, but I love the I love the storyline. Please, I wish the Texans are gonna ball this week, but got to pick with the head. I'm going Bengals. Next up, Titans versus Bucks. Jonathan, I hope you're limber. I hope you're ready because I'm throwing to you first, baby. Who you got? Uh, one of the most disinteresting games I think I'm ever gonna look at. Look at. Uh, Will Levis is a starter now. Let's give it to him. I I hate Baker Mayfield to be honest. So much. anything anti Baker, I'm for it. Will Levis, Titans. Okay. The Tennessee uh, Titans, Derek. Yeah, I think I think uh, the Titans may have figured something out, and it it it's weird too, like saying that. Um, because I I really don't like what what happens to uh Malik Willis. Third string, they said no. He's chilling. Like, I'll take him as a backup in the Bills. Just saying. I, 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 I look. I put it like this: next year, they can't keep all three. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, might as well. Um, yeah, give me, give me the Titans, man. I think they're 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 starting to to do some put, piece some things together. I, I like. Hey, it's a doing. it's a lonely island out here. The Bucks, regardless, say whatever you want about Baker. Uh, that, that front line is oh reliable. God damn. Uh, Will Levis is in. I hope he has his uh, banana mayo sandwich on the sideline. Yeah, because uh, it's gonna be a tough one. It's gonna be a tough oh, one. Yeah, I'm going with that. the Bucks. Uh, <laughs> next up, our four o'clock window has finally opened. We got the Lions at the Chargers. I'll take the reins on this one. Um, I like both of these teams for very different reasons, right? I like the Chargers because uh, they're that uh, cousin at the at Thanksgiving that just can't keep getting out of his <laughs> can't keep getting in his own way, right? You want the best for him, uh, but yeah. he just comes a little more out of sorts every year. Uh, but you're rooting <laughs> for him, right? That's what matters. On the other hand, the Lions are actually, in my opinion, uh, in route to doing something pretty special. And I'm a fan of what I've been seeing from them this season. Uh, this is a tough one. Tough one, especially on the road. Uh, but give me the Lions. I just think the better team prevails. And discipline on defense is what wins this game, if you ask me. And I trust the Lions a little bit more, which I would have never thought coming into the season. Once again, with all the anticipated hype of this Chargers super team on defense, it just keeps falling apart. But hey, Khalil Mack's still doing his goddamn thing up front. But I'm yeah. going with the Lions. Who you got, Derek? I'm going Lions as well. I, I think they're they're just the I think they're the more reliable team. I can I can actually I think at this point in the season you can actually say hey you know what you're gonna get from them. Chargers I'm still like it's like fifty fifty you just you just don't know who's showing up so give me the Lions I, I like I like them I like what they're doing so. Jonathan, who you got? Uh, I'm with you. I think Dan Campbell is just just a straight motivator. Lions off the bye week, healthy. Amon Ra's gonna cook. Jameson's hopefully healthy. Um, Jared Goff is just unbelievable. I'm I'm he's a franchise guy again, which I never thought you see. So give me Lions. His career again. I just I I I would have never like Ryan Tannehill is probably the next closest shocking thing for me to ever see. Right, Dolphins horrible. Titans decent, right? Golf is like, is he near like better? What he was? I think he's almost better than what he was. Better, 
That's a hot <laughs> I mean, take, man. AJ, uh, uh, that was all AJ Brown. Ryan Tannehill is dog water. This is different. Well, <laughs> well, I'm saying, well, Ryan Tannehill in the Miami was god awful, but he was also with Adam Gase, right? Adam Gase, Jets coach as well. Case, Case, you love him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with it. I think Goff is just going to keep taking his team where they need to go. Love to see it all unanimous, which probably means we're going to be fucking wrong. But next up, <laughs> Falcons at the Cardinals. What is this? The Kyler Murray led Cardinals. Is that correct? Am I saying that correctly? Possible. He's possibly coming back. Oh, yeah. Get your tank tops out, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going with the Falcons because I pick them every week and I overestimate them all the time on the road. They should be able to do the damn thing against a team that is openly tanking, but I'll leave it at that. Jonathan, who you got? Uh, give me the puny little guy running around. Cardinals. Just for fun. Ooh. I don't really care about either team, to be honest. So I was the Falcons to me, I think Arthur Smith is on the hot seat, believe it or not. Um, he He is... Just in panic mode, switching back and forth between Ritter and Heineke. Ritter starting this week, apparently now, uh, or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe he switches again tomorrow because he's that bad of a coach. But um, I, I, Murray coming back. I mean, listen, I will say, Gannon, you know more so about Gannon than all of us, right? Gannon's a train wreck. He, yes. he can be a train wreck. But with the pieces he's had without Kyler, with a Josh Dobbs with these random quarterbacks that are now going to be playing for them besides Kyler, they've been in games. I mean, like most of their games have kind of been in thanks to Dobbs, honestly, but they've been in, they've been in games and you hope Kyler comes back healthy. And if he is healthy, I think they can win based on what we've seen on the track record. Right. So I'll give it to Cardinals. Yeah. I like it. Who you um, got, Why are we laughing? I'm curious. <laughs> Gannon, <laughs> that was Gannon. I was just talking about that earlier today. Actually, the the man who cost us the Super Bowl. Um, I think uh, I think I'm actually going to go with them though. I, I I think uh, I think you know what's funny? Because I think I'm assuming Kyle Murray is I mean, uh, is, is out at the end of the season anyway. I think he's gone. I I don't, I don't see him being there. Uh, further than this year what better way to be petty than to mess up the draft pick oh. that would be my motivation okay screw them on your way out the door yep so, so, yeah, I'm gonna go Earl thomas when he's leaving you yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yes give me okay. give me the cardinals i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go with them i think that i think cal murray is gonna be a little motivated to show what he can do uh i don't, I like I don't think that he's he's done so yeah Let's see what he can do. I don't know. Hey, one one thing I will say though, although I I might switch my pick off this actually. Call of Duty comes out Friday, and uh, we all know Curry. Oh yeah, Murray's you know what? Being that Call of Duty over the box. Oh, shit. Impeccable timing. X factors too. that you get on. You the know what? No, channel. this is where Kyler shows that he doesn't give a goddamn about Warzone Cardinals. Damn! Double down. I, he doubled down. Look. I, he wants to be in that game all day. <laughs> he wants to be in that game all day, bro. But would it be hilarious? Oh my he god! Does that he doesn't study the playbook and still goes out there and wins the game. I, even better, that like be a true fuck you to the like I fuck yes. your draft pick. I played Warzone to four in the morning. I didn't show up till <laughs> six a.m. Like I, I fucking love it, Petty. I, I love still Petty. did it. 
I I'm, love it. I, I'm I'm going. I'm airing on the on the side of, of petty. I think that's exactly what's going to end up happening. Fucking go, Murray. I love you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love it. This is going to look great for my standings at the end of the season. Next up, <laughs> Giants at the Cowboys. We had AT and T, right? That's what it's called, right? Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. 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 I vom. I baby barf just now. Why don't you oh. lead us off, Jonathan? Who you got? This is I, the Cowboys. I mean, the Giants. I know. Sorry, like they're just. They just got awful. They're just so bad. Uh, I think the D line is going to eat. Uh, I think the Cowboys are motivated. Dak Prescott, he's been playing really good this season. Like yes, yeah, he really has. And he he was right in the game with you guys, Derek. And you know, I I don't think they're a big playoff push team because uh, it's just an accident waiting to happen. Right? They're just it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, but you know, they're going to absolutely dominate tomorrow. Or I'm sorry, this weekend. Yeah, I'm riding um, the same way. Sorry, sorry about that. I'm that? riding the go. same way. I'm going with the Cowboys. And my question here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. You know what? We're going all in. Um, the Giants do not score more than three Ooh. points. Ooh. <laughs> I'm about to bet that on Fanduel. Not, a, yeah. not an ad. Not an ad. I wish it was an ad. Not an ad. Love it. <laughs> Look, not yet. <laughs> not yet. That's a fact. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the Cowboys definitely win this one. Um, I would love to see them stop crying over last week. So maybe this gives them the ability to dry their tears a little bit. Um, yeah, Cowboys win this game. And Micah Parsons. You know, I, I love that Derek Haston voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so petty. I fucking love it. Oh, look, because I get how, how, how people feel, but the better team won. That's just it. The better team won the game. I don't know why we're trying to get out here and talk about moral victories. Moral victories don't ever apply to us. Like anytime something happens, you just to us, win. Look, Super Bowl. Who played? Who had the best game? Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes? Who played better? Jalen Hurts played better. Oh, 100%. but you're not going to sit here and say, "Oh, because he played better, we should have just won the game." They did not win the game. The better team won. They lost That's the Super Bowl. Right. You win, you're the better team. I don't care what he says. We're not <laughs> crying about it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, right, right. The Cowboys, the Cowboys are just trash, man. It was it was it Ooh. was very Dallas like. It was very Dallas like to lose a game the way they lost the game. So yeah. I yeah. think it it's was very game. trashy to break Dallas Goddard's <laughs> arm as well, but that's just me. Oh yeah, yeah. A very dirty, dirty play. Ripping at his arm, fucking know, disgusting. Somehow somehow nobody else wants to talk about, you know, it's that's not that's, a peep. If, if you know why did that Jerry. Yeah, if we did that, oh, it's all over the news. Oh, yeah. It's all over the news. So, yep. yeah. Damn. Air them out. Air them out. You love to see it, uh, even though we all we all know that they're going to win. Uh, fuck the boys. Yeah. Hey, my dad's a Cowboys <laughs> fan. And to this day, every time he asks me about, hey, how, how, how are the Cowboys doing? I'm like, why don't you fucking find out you know what i'm saying like i ain't gonna i ain't gonna give you uh updates on your own team bro at this point <laughs> figure it out all right because they're good they're better than they should be but they never will be what they think they are but next up commanders yeah. at the seahawks this is a sneaky good game, it's a um, sneaky good so game. i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna take the reins on this one um hear me out here right i think the Seahawks have an underrated group of cornerbacks, even though they've been all the rave this season, they're still underrated. Um, I'm a big fan of what they have going on, but at the same time, offense, even in wins, kind of, kind of, kind of strange to me. 
Things aren't being figured out here, especially with Ken Wargo. We need to figure this out. We need to get these guys going, um, especially in a game like this. Um, I think the commander's alive, but I don't got the stones to do it. I'm picking the Seahawks. Derek, who you got? I'm going to Seahawks as well, man. I think uh, I think they need to bounce back from last week. So is what it is. They're playing at home, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, that twelfth man, I think it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna show up. So yeah, give me give me the, give me the Seahawks. Man, I fuck with Sam Howell. Give me that W for Sam, baby. Let's go. <laughs> you love to see it. So I I do think this is some some semblance of like self motivation for the Commanders. Like they played really well last week. They won the game, right? They did win. Yeah, they did win. Um, I. The world is talking about how Montez Sweat and Chase Young are no longer on the team. They're all motivated to say, we don't give a damn. And I think Sam Howell is going to go out there and ball out. He's on pace with some pretty damn good stats, too, this year. So he's yeah, he's, yeah. he's doing well. So, uh, you know, Seahawks are great. Obviously, we know the defense is great. Chino's great. Um, but I, I think Sam's going to go out there and show what he can do. We'd love to see it. Next up, Jets at the Raiders. Two franchises at a motherfucking crossroads here. Um, I think if you pick the Raiders here, you're kind of nuts. I'm going with the Jets, and I feel very confident in it. But, Jonathan, are you trying to talk me out of it? I'm kind of nuts <laughs> because I'm going with the Raiders. <laughs> Listen, I, I I look at that post-game speech by Antonio Pierce and, you know, just seeing all the players happy, right? Yeah, yeah, Antonio yeah. Pierce for sure. Like he, Devontae Adams, the way he was locked in, to listening to what Antonio Pierce had to say, they were like going through torture. It seemed like, man, like I don't, McDaniels is not the second time in, mind you, the same division, right? He did this with the Broncos, um, mm-hmm. where he destroyed a locker room. And there was a story that came out. I thought it was fake. I literally checked the account 40 times to make sure it wasn't a fake account that McDaniels based, like Antonio Pierce gave a speech. And did you guys see that? That he gave a oh, speech. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and he's like, well, when we beat the Patriots, he said, don't ever talk about the Patriots again. Like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Are you the the Las Vegas Patriots or the the New England Raiders? Like, what what are you what are you doing, bro? Like, this is yeah. Let the man talk. And now you know what he is talking. He's running that team. They're motivated. They're playing hard. Yeah, they don't have a quarterback still, but maybe they squeeze a way to make it happen. He did say one thing: I have Josh Jacobs. I have Devontae Adams. They're gonna get the goddamn ball. And guess what they did last week? They got the goddamn ball and they won the game. So I think they're gonna keep trying to do the same thing, and we'll see what happens. Got me fucking fired up, Derek. I love Pierce, man. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Look, I didn't think the mold of LaShawn McCoy. Like he, he's got that, bit, yeah. that tune yeah. to him. You know what I mean? I, I didn't know that he was on the coaching staff until he Because McDaniels would never highlight shit. That's why. I had so. no clue. So it's good to see the Raiders actually have a head coach now. Welcome, oh, yeah, welcome to the season. I think yes, the Raiders, sir. I think the Raiders are gonna win this game. I think I think it's uh, I don't think that's a farce. I think that they can actually win this game. I think um, that fire that Pierce uh, lit, I think, is going to start a, a like like just this energy that's in there, and and that it's just different. It's interesting to see the dynamic between the two weeks, like with McDaniel's there, how low they were, <laughs> and then Pierce is now the head coach, and then boom. I, yeah, why not? Give me the give me the Raiders. I think this is going to be a good one for them. I love it. Next up, 
Broncos at Bills, and we know when the Bills are involved, we got to go straight to the mayor of Buffalo himself. Jonathan, tell us what you guys are going to do on this Monday. I got to tell you, man, I'm I'm in such a weird, weird spot with this team. Like, no troll, all, all BS aside. It's if you look at every analytical statistic, you look at the statistics that are actually just right in front of your face, they all say the Bills should be undefeated, right? And there's just something going on where it's like a top to bottom failure where we just continue to not be able to execute, right? Whether it's Josh or the coaching or McDermott himself, Josh has not seen himself. I don't know if you guys are probably watching some of the primetime games with him. You guys remember yeah. Crazy Josh? I mean, I know him more than anyone, right? Crazy Josh screaming, dancing on the sideline, yelling in people's faces, hype the fuck up. We he's not here. Yeah. And that scares me against a team that already beat the Chiefs, right? So I I'm again biased. I'm gonna always pick my team to win, right? So I, I, it is the Bills to win. I think it's gonna be closer than it should be. Um, and Von Miller needs to step the fuck up finally for this two hundred million dollars we gave him and Maybe get a sack. He didn't have a tackle last week, so I hope he get at least something. Um, so motivated against a former team, right? So hopefully he can go out there and do his thing. We're home, so everybody should be able to get it together, and I think we'll win. We'll win handedly, hopefully. So I love that little dig at the end, right? We got to motivate these yeah. guys. Somebody needs to fucking do it. Derek, who you got? Yeah. I have the Bills as well. Um, I'm not willing to give up on them yet. They yes. are frustrating. They're so they annoying. Frustrating. They're so annoying. But I, if the, if there was like one move I wish that they had made before the deadline, it was to trade for Devontae Adams. And 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 that's just to get Stefan Diggs some help out there. You know, it, it's just just to create some diversion, you know, like so, so when it comes to the Bills, like, again, looking at the film stuff, I don't want to go too deep into it, right? Josh has weapons. James Cook has a weapon. Gabe Davis balled out in the playoffs in the 13-second game. Uh, Dalton Kincaid is a great tight end that's on pace to break records, right? Yeah. Josh is missing a lot of reads. He's not seeing a lot of people. But I also think he's seeing them and just not trusting his guys to make a play. He thinks it needs to be all on him, right? You see Hurts. You see Burrow. You see quarterbacks that are willing to say, I don't need this ball in my hands, Pause to to make a play, right? <laughs> I, I, I can trust these guys to go out there and help us win. I don't see that with Josh right now. And to your point, Derek, yes, you bring in Devontae Adams. Not only does it help Diggs, that tells Josh, oh, I got another guy that's like maybe even better than Diggs. Like, yeah. I'm, I can trust him. <laughs> like, I know I can yeah. trust him. So, you know, maybe it's a mistake they made, but he's Josh has got to get that mental together and we're in November now. Like, it's not like it's September. Got to get it going. Let me ask you this, uh, Jonathan, because Chris and I had this conversation. I want to say it was an off season or right in toward the preseason time. Um, if the bills don't do it with Josh Allen this year, what is the conversation after this? Because mm. like, is it move on from Allen? Is it move on from McDermott? Is it so, get a new so office coordinator? Like, what you is it? Never, you never move on from a franchise quarterback. They move on from you, right? That's my number one right, rule. Right. You don't go 20 years without one and just say we're going to get rid of him, right? If he wants to go, then I guess we don't have a choice. <laughs> uh, I think he's here to stay. He's he's very committed to the community and to Buffalo and to the team. And um, I, 
it's interesting. So I, I've compared McDermott so far to, for me. He is a so he is a type of coach that can bring a great culture to a team that's never had it. He can raise up lesser talent to win games. I'm not sure he can take a a a contender and go win it all. Who does that remind me of? John Fox with the Panthers. Ron Rivera comes in, they make it to Super Bowl. Andy Reid with the Eagles. Bunch of runs. Somebody comes in and wins the chip right after he leaves, right? So, besides, Chip Kelly doesn't exist. Let's not talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't exist. I don't ever talk about him. My fear is, and, and this is, so people need to understand, coaches can develop the same as players. People can become better people, better coaches, better this, right? I'm not saying we're can't do that. He may not be able to do it here. That's the that's the tough conversation we will have to have if this does not happen this year, right? Is right. McDermott capable of taking us to that next step? And if and that if it's not only if McDermott can specifically do it himself, it's if you can find someone to replace him that will do it. Right? It ain't easy to just say, "I'm going to bring in Doug Peterson." He ain't coming here, right? He's over there in Jacksonville and balling. Yeah, you got to find the right guy. Is Andy Reid going to leave the Chiefs? No. Do I think Eric Bieniemy would be an amazing choice? Absolutely. Oh, think we think, I Derek, think Derek. Yeah, Derek's efforting here. You're good. You could keep going because I okay. agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bieniemy is known to be a great coach, a very good motivator. There's been some rumors out there that he's maybe too tough on these guys. Maybe that's what the Bills need, right? <laughs> like right now, we're seeing that the Bills don't have that enough. Um, so look, the enemy may be the choice for me. I don't want to speak too much into it. McDermott has taken us. I don't want to count last year at all. Right. We had so much tragedy happen last year in Buffalo as the city. Mm-hmm. We had Damar as well. We, I mean, the injuries that piled up McDermott took us through to, to a 13 and three season, obviously with the postponed game, right. Into the playoffs, winning a playoff game, barely. <laughs> and then obviously losing to the Bengals, but I struggle. He's done so many great things. There is going to be a conversation as to whether he can take us to that next step. I'm not sure he can. I'm not. Yeah. I'm really not. Yeah. Oof. That's a great question. Before we get on from this, too, I just got to ask you, Jonathan, while we have you, how have you been feeling about the Dalton Kincaid experience? Obviously, coming off of a bigger boom week last week, but coming into it, obviously, the the big talk of the town was, was the pick worth it? So how do you feel about his prospects as a player and moving forward? I got to tell you, so, you know, people immediately see the position that's drafted and say, well, they have Dawson Knox. Like, why would they bother drafting another tight end? He was meant to change the offensive scheme we wanted to do this year, more of a two tight end set, more like the Gronk and the murderer back in the day, right? <laughs> um, you know, it, that that was the purpose is to get more of a two tight end set and change what we do. Use B, uh, Kincaid more of like a Beasley from 2021, right? Um, it's worked. I love, I love Kincaid, man. He, tight ends normally don't do this well, as well as he's doing in the first year. Kelsey didn't. Andrews didn't. I mean, you go on and on with all these tight ends. Kittle was awful his first year. I don't know if you guys remember that. His first year was terrible. Uh, Kincaid has shown he he is more than just a tight end. He is he is balling for sure. So I, I'm very happy with the pick. Definitely. 
Agreed, agreed. It's times he really looks like the slot receiver as well. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot, a lot. And, uh, di- diverse players are really underrated, especially in the NFL. I feel like they get a lot more credit in the NBA about, oh, well, this guy can do this, this guy can do this. Very right. hard, especially in a position forward sport, uh, to be diverse and to be able to help the team in many different ways. God damn. I could go another six hours, man. This this was an awesome episode, and I hope you guys all agree. But on the way out, let's make sure the people know where to find you guys. So, Jonathan, please let the people know once again where they can yeah. find you. Once again, you guys find me at John underscore OTS and uh, always always talking on there, ready to go. Of course, on these great podcasts as well. But uh, thank you for having me, guys. I'm, it's five years, Derek. I still can't get over it. Over five <laughs> years now. Yes, I, I look, yes, I look back at that first podcast though. I'm like, you, that thing that was, was a rough, mess. Wasn't it? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> listen, you know, the platform Derek and I intended to make is here today. It's going to get better tomorrow. And the future is looking amazing due to people like Chris and others that are being involved, Julio and, and everybody, Derek, the pot father will always be the, the catalyst. I'm just the guy throwing the oil in the wheels to make sure it's going a little bit, you know, but um, I, I I love what you guys do and keep it up and I'm going to jump in as much as I can. Um, even with this baby I got going on, but uh, I'm here, man. I, I love it. You guys were amazing and you, you continue to do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. Much appreciate. I got a lot of big shoes to fill on this side. So good to and see it, I'm doing exactly that. You could find me in the Grong MMA on TikTok and on Twitter. It feels good, man. It feels good. I've been talking talking about this i've been manifesting this for for many a month and uh getting some engagement right got a thousand views already on one of the reels on tiktok so doing the damn thing brother doing the damn thing make sure you follow me there as well as on twitter the site x whatever you want to call it uh same username negron mma and on instagram chris negron underscore run it up baby Derek, where can they find you oh man oh jonathan we need to convince Chris to get on Facebook so you can come into the into the OTS group page at some do we, point. Do we want him uh, to do that? Yeah. <laughs> he might get really mad in there. I don't know. Oh no, it'd be it'd be great. It'd be great content. Yeah, um, I love it. But nah, uh yeah, you can you guys you can follow me at Derek underscore OTS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K, the black way to spell it. Um, but like Chris Facts. said earlier, follow the brand, OTS Media Co, all social media platforms, OTS Media on YouTube. Hit that like button, subscribe, and notification bell, uh, and be up to date with all the content we have uh, loading out. And I am again forever indebted to both of you guys. Appreciate you guys for everything you 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 have done and are doing um, for for not just the show but for the brand itself. So much love yeah. to you guys, and we love have our first, first OTS uh, baby uh, that has been born. So congratulations again to you and Christina. Appreciate brother. you. Appreciate that's, that's you. Amazing stuff, man. Love, love, love always, man. Nothing but feel-good stories coming out of this episode. But as a wise man named Derek Myers told us earlier in this episode, if you're going to come, you're going to keep coming. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) (laughs) You want those type of players, but if you can't protect them, why would they want to come? Then why would they want to come? Why would they want to come?